0: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast.
1: My favorite Twitter follows, I guess it's X now Sarcasm Stardust 23 Cause she's funny and she calls out the oligarchy and Adam Ruckus Clark is here with me and we Misty Winston is one of my favorite Twitter followers, cause she always calls up RFK Jr. and tells him what for, and she also is an excellent broadcaster here on TNT. Alright, welcome to the show Misty Winston and Adam Ruckus-Clark. That was off the cuff, and you could tell it was. But there you go. Misty Winston is one of my favorite Twitter follows because she is brutal and funny and also talks about working out. That's what we like. And she (laughs) works here at TNT. And you all know Adam Ruckus-Clark already. Misty Winston is an activist and host whose work has been focused on press freedom, free speech, and anti-imperialism. That's being against the big dogs, I guess. Best known for her work in support of Julian Assange. Misty, welcome to the show. Misty, Julian Assange's Seems like a lot of people are speaking out. I remember a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I I did a song, Free Julian, and I kind of did work on that with you and a a video guy you knew. And I remember that was like a bolder thing to do, come out uh, saying Free Julian Assange. People were still scared to do that a year and a half ago. But like all these things, there seems to be an opening in that regard, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, we it's really been uh, over the course of the, since he was uh, pulled out of the Ecuadorian embassy uh, in April of 2019, um, we've seen kind of a steady progression from there, a steady build of support from there. Um, unfortunately, it's uh, slower than I would like to see it. Obviously, um, uh, the faster we build it, the faster we can get him out of prison, and he is certainly not in great health. He's not doing well. So I would love to see that happen faster. Uh, but you're absolutely right. The support has uh, grown exponentially. I mean, it, we, we now have legislation, bipartisan legislation in the House right now. Now, if you would have told me two years ago that we had bipartisan legislation that even mentioned the words Julian Assange in them, I probably would have laughed at you. But we have that now. And uh, support across the globe has really been uh, building for a long time now. So it's really encouraging. I just wish it would happen a little bit faster.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, it's definitely picking up momentum. Do you think it is a result of like I also saw a report. Where did I see that? Rusty Rockets. Uh, Russell. Sim- Russell Simmons. No, that <laughs> Russell Brand. So many Russells, so little time. No, Russell Brand just did a big thing where the mainstream media is even calling out COVID nineteen and saying the vaccines maybe are causing um, myocarditis and all this stuff. And and Russell Brand's thing was pretty hysterical, actually. Calling that out like the mainstream just trying to act like it's okay to question vaccines all of a sudden In other words, people are used to seeing propaganda and the sort of nefarious effects of it So perhaps that's bleeding over into this Julian Assange thing that people are kind of like at first were scared because Oh, well he was accused of this and that and the other and now it's almost like people are seeing through all those games
2: yeah. Well, we've, it's been um, a long, hard slog. We've been trying to make his uh, his case and his name mainstream. I mean, that's really the goal is to get him, uh, get his, uh, the name Julian Assange to be kind of a household name. We want everybody to be talking about him. But you're right about mainstream media. It's so frustrating to watch this. And we. it's great that you brought it up because we just had a fantastic and hilarious example just this week um, where CNN did a report they were covering, which kudos to them for covering the hearings, I guess. I mean, I, it's ridiculous that I have to give credit to a news organization for covering the... Gr- You know, greatest threat to press freedom of all time, but here we are. Uh, But CNN, in their coverage, uh, mentioned that there was brand new information that just came out an hour ago that the CIA was plotting to assassinate Julian Assange, but actually that story came out three years ago, Uh, and of course CNN can't tell us that it came out three years ago, because then they would have to explain why they didn't cover it three years ago. Uh, But yeah, they are starting to finally come around. They are starting to actually show some signs of life in covering uh, the situation with Assange, which um, is, in my opinion, too little to too late but again in order to make it a mainstream cause we need them to talk about it more often so it's kind of a catch-22 it's ridiculous
1: mm-hmm. this drives me crazy as well yes. I, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's so weird because i am certainly not that sharp uh i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed i'm the first to admit it uh, you know but i i like with the covid thing mrna i could see clearly through that hunter biden's laptop i remember when that dropped during the election 10 percent for the big guy that joe Bobolinsky or whatever his name was was super credible on Tucker, and now suddenly people are—that's how many years later people are taking the Hunter Biden laptop seriously and acting like it's new news. It's crazy. It, it's really frustrating. <laughs> Ruckus, what's going on with you? What do you think of all this? What, what's what's going on with the mainstream? They're catching up to alternative media, or they're they're running scared, or what's happening?
3: Well, what's going on with your microphone? That's what I want to know. Anyway, um, yeah. What so about it? Uh, Oh, you, you don't, don't like it. You just check your I chat your real gains. quick, there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Is my game too, mu- and too yeah. much? Too much? Yeah. But while oh, you're while okay, you working on that, yeah, Misty, I was curious. Did you, you say go. that was was that CBS News? You said did there was that CNN? Real quick.
2: CNN. Did I say CBS? Okay, I meant right. CNN. I hope I said CNN. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I think
3: you said CNN. CBS. CBS is just on my mind lately because of all that stuff. So I, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, so regardless, the thing is, by CNN revealing that piece of information and kind of you know just showing that piece of information, that news to the world, who at CNN is now facing the same sort of persecution that Julian Assange is facing. It it makes absolutely zero sense to me that he has been singled out for simply doing what like you just pointed out, CNN and others should be doing anyways and shouldn't be applauded for doing. That's just supposed to be their job. But that's also what he did. And he's look what's happening to him. It's just absolutely insane and ridiculous to me. Uh, this whole thing. And it is very frightening because he's just a normal person. It's not like he was like, oh, well, he came from a CIA background. Oh, yeah, well, his father was a 33rd degree Freemason. He's just a normal dude who just did the right thing. And look what they're how they're doing that to him, doing it very, very dirty. And we've talked about this, I think, on your show, Misty, how they could do that to any one of us. Especially one of us right here in this in this call, on this, on this live show that we're doing, because we're hosts. We're speaking the truth to like countless numbers of people we're really putting ourselves out there um so you know considering the way they treat some of these people the journalists and the julian assange's of the world sometimes you know it takes you gotta you gotta have a pair to do this sometimes i think but i don't know that's i was thinking about that today take some courage well, and it's not to even
2: if i can just oh, nice. jump in it's not even just that um they should like it's that cnn and others should be doing uh you know reporting the news but in fact The New York Times, The Washington Post, El Pais, Der Spiegel, I mean, Le Monde, these are all mainstream publications that, in fact, partnered with WikiLeaks to publish the same information that Julian Assange is being persecuted for. So the idea that Assange is being singled out, you're right, is absolutely bizarre. Uh, The idea that The New York Times isn't also, uh, whoever, the editor or whoever isn't also in prison right now, facing 175 years in prison, is bizarre to me. And that's exactly why the Obama administration chose not to go after Assange, because, as they called it, they have a New York Times problem. If we go after Assange, we have to go after the New York Times. We have to go after the Washington Post. We have to be uh, consistent on that. And obviously Trump had no issue uh, uh, taking that and running with it anyway. So uh, yeah, it's, I mean, these are people who have partnered with Julian Assange and this is what he did, what he's being, um, you know, uh, accused of doing is journalism. It is the definition of journalism. It is seeking out truthful information, um, uh, verifiable that you can authenticate and then determining whether or not it's in the public interest and then publishing it. That is what journalism is. That's what Julian Assange did. And that's a, I mean that's what he's being uh, punished for it's ridiculous
1: you know one of the saddest aspects of it and I know you're a mother and you can relate to this is the fact that he's got young children who have missed yeah. having their father in their home for for many years and uh, you know obviously his life is in danger as well so yeah it's uh, it's horrific to think about on the level of just being a family man.
2: Just being a human. I mean, just thinking about everything that he's had to endure over the past 13, 14 years. I mean, he's been in some form of incarceration for over a decade. He's been subjected to psychological torture for over a decade. That's not me making that up. That's Professor Nils Melzer, the former UN Special Rapporteur on Torture, uh, who examined Julian Assange along with two other physicians um, uh, and determined that he was, in fact, a victim of torture. I mean, the way that he's being treated in Belmarsh, uh, they wouldn't give him his reading glasses. They gave him a laptop with the keys glued down. He hasn't been able to participate in his Defense. they stole all of his legal papers uh they were strip searching him uh during a, a certain court appearances uh numerous times a day by the way um uh they uh they wouldn't give him his winter clothes one winter i think it was the first winter he was in belmarsh it was freezing in there he was insulating his uh, uh, his window with with books um and that's just i mean i could go on and on and on about the treatment that he's had to endure that's insane um, I know. And it's it's uh, as a human being. I mean, and yes, as a mother, obviously, I think about the two little boys who have been deprived of having their father present in their life. But also in order to see him, they have to go to Belmarsh, which is a horrible place. Uh, You know, razor wire, all of that stuff. They have to be sniffed by dogs. They have to be strip searched. They have to I mean, they have to have their mouths searched, all of that stuff. Um, uh, It's really a terrifying thing for two little boys to have to do just to see their father for an hour or so.
1: That's crazy. And so they give him a laptop with the the keys glued down. Is that because there's some sort of deal where they have to give him a laptop, but they're just messing with him? Or is this just a form of mental torture?
2: Yeah, I think that, yeah. It, I mean, all of this stuff is really, uh, people think of torture and they think of, um, you know, the really dramatic Hollywood scenes that you see of torture being, uh, you know, given to somebody, whatever, where right. you know, waterboarding or whatever. There's There are little tiny ways that, I mean, it, it's a cut by a thousand knives, right? There are little tiny yeah. ways that you can mentally torture someone and doing something oh, yeah. like giving him a laptop with the keys glued down is just one of those ways.
1: Yeah, every romantic relationship I've ever been in. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Keeping it light, folks. That's all. Just making a joke. (laughs) Let me ask you this though, Misty, is uh, because here's a funny part of you that you know, like I was talking about your ex personality. You're pretty hardcore. I'm afraid of you on ex. I'm afraid (laughs) of you in general. I mean, like no, but
2: scary. (laughs) I know you're
1: very nice, but. (laughs) One person you go after is RFK Jr., I think rightfully so. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have as well gone after him in terms of his whole uh, really what I think idiotic take on the sort of Israel-Palestine situation. Um, but he, one one thing he's doing is, uh, you know, going to bat for Julian Assange pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with RFK Jr. is he's got that whole Israel-Palestine thing all the way wrong, in my opinion, but he's got so much right. The Julian Assange thing, obviously his mRNA and vaccine stuff is right on point, and he's been heroic in that regard. And he's probably got some other things right. But... Um, I know that you, you know, you're sort of, you sort of call him out pretty brutally. Does part of, does part of you uh, bend to him when he champions Julian Assange being set free or no, no. No effect. Um, what is it like? I, I,
2: I see him the same way as I see anybody else. For example, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I disagree with on just about everything. But when she supports Julian Assange and she does vocally, um, I thank her for it and move on. And I'll do that with anybody. I mean, if anybody comes forward and vocally supports Julian Assange, I'm grateful for that. That's fantastic. I don't have to like you. I don't have to agree with you on everything. I don't have to want to vote for you. Um, I can think you're an awful human being and still give you appreciation for coming forward on an issue that we do agree on. I think that's weird that that that. Seems seems to be like a lost art in this country where we think you have to agree on everything to be friends or you you know if you disagree with somebody on one thing then you can't agree with them on anything else it's a very bizarre thing but i mean listen i i'm grateful to him for speaking out for Assange and Snowden um i think that's great i don't but i, I he's still um uh, morally repugnant in my opinion uh, the idea that he so vocally supports a genocide um and it, i mean his even his covid stuff if you go back and you look at it and sam husseini who's a really fantastic journalist did a great exposé on kennedy and his covid opinions and things like that. That's still shaky ground. Like, he's still not super fantastic on that stuff. And there's been other things that he said. um, Massive red flags, in my opinion. His his daughter-in-law is running his campaign. She's a former spook. Um, I mean, there's just a whole lot of red flags with that guy. Not to mention, he's a Kennedy. <laughs> you know what I mean, he is legacy. I mean, he is a legacy politician if there ever was one. So um, I just, I don't trust him at all. I think he's almost certainly an op. Um, and I will, I, I I don't care if you support Julian Assange. Again, I can give you credit where it's due, but I am never going to just let somebody, people get mad at me for calling him out. Well, he supports Assange. So I'm supposed to let him slide on a genocide. I just, that's not who I am. I just can't do that.
1: So then, who do you vote for in the I in don't. the upcoming election? You don't. You just don't support any of them.
2: <laughs> no, but I if think you I, I'm very anti-election.
1: Misty, you still have no. made a choice, aka Rush. <laughs>
2: no, I, you know I just lyric? I think if
1: you choose think, not to decide you're from Ohio right rush yeah if you choose yeah. not to oh, decide yeah, you still yeah. have made a choice the trees
2: I, I guess then yes occur. but my choice anyway. is that I think electoral politics are a waste of time and energy and resources we're not the, right. the system is rigged it doesn't matter who you vote for the house always wins uh, the establishment always wins, and it doesn't matter uh, who's elected. Uh, the agenda remains the same. The only difference between the two major parties is the demographic to which they pander to. That's really all that that, that changes. On matters of war and Wall Street, there's one party. Everything else is you, used to keep us fighting amongst ourselves, um, and electoral politics, in my opinion, is a giant waste of time. It's a, It's a distraction.
1: Ruckus, do you think there's any difference if Trump wins or Biden wins or Kennedy wins? Do you think there's no difference at all?
3: No, yeah. No, I agree with Missy for the most part, but I am curious because I've heard her talk about this before. I think many of her guests have called her out or asked her about this. So, Because you've used to throw your support, I understand, in the past to like independent or third-party candidates, Mm -hmm. but those – this time. Well, yeah, see, so this time around, there's nothing about that, that offers any hope, a glimmer of a possibility, no. or it just because the system's rigged or they're also yes. part of the problem?
2: I think it's there's a little that bit everything's of Everything's
3: rigged. Oh. Yeah. There's
2: a little bit of both. I, I mean, the, for, go ahead.
3: Cause, cause to me, I mean like that, that's the ultimate, like, wow, add salt to the wound is like knowing that, okay, the two party system is effed. Oh, well then the obvious answer solution is third party that no, apparently that's not even the solution. So, where does that leave us? I mean, that le- that that lends one to believe. Screwed. I guess the only other <laughs> option is anarchy. Uh, from you know, not yeah. not what people most people don't understand true ar- anarchy, but having no rulers. It's not about having no rules. It's about having no rulers, and you know, coming together as a community and governing ourselves and taking care of ourselves and being. You know, self-sustaining, all those those gobbledygook words that the the elites like to use that they've corrupted. I mean, we could do that independently, you know, as a tight knit community, we could thrive and survive and govern ourselves. We don't need these elite D bags at the top of the 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 chain there but i don't know
2: well and we certainly don't need them in this in this current system and that's what i mean is that um it the even a third party candidate has zero chance whatsoever there's no chance and you will get elected if they want you to be elected if you are selected by the people in power then that is how you get to be president of the united states that is that's the only way you get to be president of the united states there's no so you think trump was selected yes Absolutely, No question about it. I think that he's on, 100% in on it. Um, He's been, and people will give him a lot of credit because he's a quote unquote outsider because uh, he wasn't in politics, but he was very much a part of the system. He is friends with those people, has been for decades. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, this is a guy who, that's how he made all of his money by paying off politicians to rig the system in his favor. Um, And so, yeah, I think he was 100% in on it. I think that all of this is a lot of um, song and dance. They need a, they, it's kind of like um, professional wrestling. They need a heel. Um, uh, yeah. and they need somebody to fear on. And I think that Trump loves that role. I think he's, I mean, really well suited for it. Um, and so I think that, yeah, I think for sure, he's absolutely part of the plan. There's no, you cannot become president of the United States unless the people with all of the money want you to be president of the United States. That's just reality.
1: Yeah, well, I'll say this, that he ushered in lockdowns. I, I, I'll yes. give you that That Like, I don't think Lots people of things. would have just gone, hey, let's go ahead and let us He had Julian Assange arrested, if, wa- if it wasn't Trump, yeah, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Or maybe I he did He spied on that. Julian That's Assange. A, yeah. There were plots. Well, he, didn't of, part, a, he did not pardon Julian Assange. That's. For sure. Well, so he had
2: him arrested. That was April eleventh of twenty nineteen. That was under Donald J. Trump. He spied on him in the Ecuadorian right. embassy, that is proven. He uh called for plots to be developed to assassinate him and or kidnap him, um and then failed right. to pardon his him. Head so of, yeah. his
1: head of- defense or something, right? Uh, that uh, guy. Mike
2: Pompeo, director of the CIA. Mike
1: Pompeo, director of the CIA, yeah.
2: Vault 7 really made All right. me mad.
1: L- Let me take a quick break. We'll be back around the water cooler right after these words on TNT.
0: TNT's Misty Winston.
2: The Australian Parliament recently, I think it was yesterday, passed a motion 86- to 42. Uh, It was put by Independent MP Andrew Wilkie, who is a longtime, very vocal supporter of Julian Assange. Uh, And this was said that the incarceration for extradition of Julian Assange has gone on for too long. The UK and USA should bring the matter to a close so that Mr. Assange can return home to his family. Um, And Wilkie tweeted out, I successfully moved a motion to recognize the importance of bringing Julian Assange's extradition to an end. The government voted for it in an unprecedented show of political support for Julian. The U.S must heed these calls and drop the extradition. And that is uh, unbelievable, kind of.
0: Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their
4: lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But, the danger to animals the world over is growing. And the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, We can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org.
0: If you're still wearing a cloth or surgical mask around in public, you're guilty of spreading COVID misinformation. It really is that simple. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Back with Ruckus and Misty Winston. Misty enjoys free speech on well, here on TNT, obviously, but also on the platform known as X, Elon Musk, the free speech hero of of all of us. Right, Misty? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I know you don't think that. I want to get your take on that. I mean, I you might think that, but I highly doubt it. But no. uh, a couple questions on that regard. David Ike going hard to the paint on Elon Musk lately is my new, well, aside from your Twitter feed, that's one of my also favorite Twitter feeds is David Ike going hard to the paint against Elon Musk and calling him out. Um, I think it's probably well-founded. Ruckus was, I was always like, yeah, Elon's really our guy and ruckus was always like you're an idiot to me for years and turns <laughs> out i think he was right i maybe he was an
3: idiot <laughs> thank you very much yeah. ruckus to be fair um, i never so, called you an idiot but that's Wow, well, right. you, you <laughs> it was alluded. implied it was implied <laughs> thank you so <laughs> but we, we had this trouble but we had this trouble with donald trump before we had this trouble with elon so it's, yeah. it's been uh, it's been it's been like this a few times with you.
1: I <laughs> tend to be naive, yeah. Ruckus so I, I'm learning, <laughs> especially since like you know Elon comes out with this like carbon tax thing, and 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 uh, he he goes against the woke people and says like he he pointed somebody out for being like super woke in a goofball way and i just wrote something like yeah but you would you guys would agree exactly on the uh carbon tax thing so there's that you know and david ike saying like yeah he's soft selling uh you know this ai revolution this Mm -hmm. brain chip this brain implant he He's like the sort of soft seller, the hero seller, whereas Bill Gates and all those guys are the hard seller. But David Ike's point is, all roads lead to the same point. Do you think free speech is going to be taken away from us? Do you think we actually have it? Are we shadow banned? What's your take on Elon Musk and all this stuff I just brought up? Misty? It's
2: already been taken away from us. Elon Musk is a, dis- uh, a distraction made to think that we still made us to think that we still have it. Um, he is uh, he's awful. Um, I've been calling Elon Musk out for years this is not just a since he bought twitter thing i've been calling elon this is a guy who has numerous very lucrative contracts with the military industrial complex the department of defense governments across the globe you name it he's got a lot of really uh, he's got he his his fortune has been made off the backs of that kind of stuff um and he is currently in the process of trying to change x into and he's he's not shy about it he's very upfront we want to turn it into the everything app it's basically wechat um this is your new social credit system that's what twitter is turning into he wants to now have x instead of Gmail. Uh, So he wants to have your email. I mean, he wants, that's the kind of system that he's looking to move uh, into. And so, yeah, Elon Musk is not your friend. He's never been your friend. Um, He is, the reason why he focuses on all of that woke stuff is because um, there's a certain part of the, the population that will fall for that and then see him as some sort of a hero. Um, it's mind-blowing to me that there are people who still count him as, like, some free-speech warrior. Kit Clarenberg, amazing journalist, right now suspended from Twitter. Why? Because uh, he calls out Zionists. I'm pretty sure that that's why. They don't give you a reason why, but I'm pretty sure that that's the reason why. Garland Nixon, mm-hmm. another amazing journalist, has been locked out of his account for months. They won't let him have access back. And those are just two examples that I could give. I mean, there's numerous people who are suspended, banned, whatever, uh, off of Twitter currently. Uh, and, and, you know, the whole free... Uh, Freedom of speech, not reach. That's his little workaround so that you don't actually have free speech. If you say anything they don't like, they just won't show it to anybody. That kind of stuff. He's not a free speech hero at all.
1: What about the fact that he does own X and now he kind of like, I don't know, you see Alex Jones take a knee to him and you see all these people that are enjoying superstar status in the alternative media world. It's like becoming the sort of the new mainstream, really. And so these people aren't going to attack Elon Musk because Elon Musk is holding the keys to their sort of uh, voices getting out in in a bigger scale. Like Alex Jones, when he had David Icke on, was sort of afraid to sort of um, call Elon Musk out. He sort of kowtows to him and sort of, I sense a bit of a worship of of Elon Musk coming from a character like that. Uh, Is he just another sort of uh, psyop ruckus? What's going on?
3: Well, I mean, there could be so many things to consider here. We could – nobody's ever discussed the old adage, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, right? So, you know, what better way? I mean the ultimate conspiracy theory, one of the the small handful of ones that have bugged me for a long time ever since I was uh, awakened to all this garbage courtesy of one of those names that we're discussing tonight, Alex Jones, uh, is this concept. They used to talk about this thing called the the red dot, blue dot mailbox. Are you guys familiar with this? Back in the day it was kind of like an Alex Jones heyday kind of thing. I don't know if it came from him or whatever, but I was associated with him. But this concept being that like if you 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 had a certain belief system that was like against the mainstream narrative that you you're red, you, you got like a, a, a color code on your mailbox. So the idea was that when the the you know what hits the fan, they know who who the who the, the sheeple are that are gonna go along with everything they say and who are the ones they need to eliminate before they become a problem, right? we now live in an algorithmically controlled scenario of like an x platform of social media where they can happily keep us all gathered in one giant like you know circled you know what echo chamber distracted and not actually fighting globalism actual fight actually fighting against uh, the empire imperialism against tyranny against oppression if we're just sitting around in a circle excuse the french bitching about it with each other You know, because that kind of takes a lot of the wind out of the sails that otherwise would have been an actual fight taken to them where it needs to be. So I think a lot of this is just distraction, basically.
1: Misty, do you think people are going to hold back their voices that uh, would fight because of Elon's? Yeah, it's, I sense it, right? It's not. There's not a bunch of brave people out there, no. really. There's just Especially people it. Especially now with
2: Elon running around, buddying up with Benjamin Netanyahu, you can see people being a little bit more timid in their uh, criticism of Israel and of Zionism. Um, uh, so I think that there's that's for sure been taking place for a very long time. And also, just so we're clear, Mr. Free Speech himself has still yet to um, speak an opinion on the July Assange case. If you want to know how serious he is about free speech, he has twice now made tweets about it. um, One in which he, uh, uh, thanks to chem.com, put up a poll on whether or not uh, Julian Assange and Edward Snowden should be pardoned, which he lumped them together, two very different cases. Um, But then he said, but just everybody's, everybody's clear. I'm not speaking an opinion on this. Um, And then just recently he tweeted out a video um, of, uh, I think John Mearsheimer speaking about Julian Assange. And he just said, uh, I think maybe worth a watch or worth a listen or something like that has still yet to speak his actual opinion about the persecution of a journalist um so yeah I, i mean this guy and i think what adam said is absolutely correct i think that we are being um isolated into echo chambers and i think that twitter as an activist i see that twitter activism is really um pulling people in and it makes them feel like they're doing something um, when they're not, not to say that Twitter activism isn't valid. I use it myself to spread the word about my events, to raise awareness about Julian Assange, all of that stuff. I think it's a valuable tool, but you can't let that be where it stops. And I think that a lot of people get on Twitter and talk about things, and then they think that they've done something, and they just they just kind of leave it there. And I think that that's, uh, I think that's a trap <laughs> for sure.
1: Will there be some kind of reaction against social media in terms of the like the sort of monopoly things like X has? I mean, is there, is there a way to beat this? Do you think people are going to get sick of it to a degree where true independent voice? I mean, TNT is an example of that. But like, you know, on a social media level, do you think that there's ever going to be a social media that is actually free speech oriented that actually catches on?
2: I wish, but I doubt it. I think it's really gonna be difficult. I mean it's gonna take like a, a, a really a massive um evolution uh, uh, of humanity for people. Because I think there are a lot of people who do not support free speech at all. They are very happy with people who say things that they don't like being silenced. We see it all the time, right? COVID's a great example, Joseph. I mean, they wanted to shut anybody up who, I mean, actual doctors, leaders of their field, they wanted to silence them. Like, they were giddy about people being silenced who had a differing opinion. And that, I think, is really uh, what's been the most terrifying thing for me in the years that I've been doing Assange work is that uh, recognizing how many people are genuinely okay with authoritarianism. That is a really terrifying thing that we need to face because uh, it's so prevalent. And I really didn't know uh, how bad it was until I started uh, working in the Assange world and realizing that there are a lot of people who would love to see him dead. There are a lot of people who would be fine uh, with him being literally murdered for him having published information that was detrimental to Hillary Clinton, for example. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, it's gonna be difficult for sure.
1: Psychological question here, Ruckus, you go first, but why do you think some people are okay with totalitarianism, or totalitarianism like Misty says, and others of us can't stand that idea? What what gives with human beings?
3: I don't know because I do firmly believe that every single one of us are enter into this world the exact same as the other. Uh, There's, there's, you know, regardless of you know all the outside accouterments. Okay, so, but we all have the same like stuff. We got brains, we got eyes, we got ears, we got all those things. So I think that a lot of things get corrupted at a very young age, and I think that in today's society, or at least for as long as I've been born, we already came late to the stage to where everything is just toxified we have toxic culture toxic media toxic entertainment toxic family lives the toxic garbage that we call food the toxic crap they spray in the air the toxic stuff they probably put in our water and the toxic items that we choose to put inside of our bodies ourselves like drugs and alcohol and tobacco Uh, So I think we just really are doing it to ourselves and I've noticed that People who have much more of a cleaner living, like physically and or mentally, spiritually, seem to be better off through these psyops than than most other people. So I'm just guessing that it's it's a lot more of a chemically induced physical thing, to be honest with you, because mm. there's no excuse. There's nothing special about any one of us than anybody else from, from the get-go. Something happens to us along the way, and I think it's far more physical mm-hmm. uh, than emotional.
1: If you said toxic one more time, you would have been making a beat poem. I thought you were Allen Ginsberg for a second. I was about to snap at the end of that, dude. (laughs) I was like, like, what am I at? St. Mark's Church in New York City is ruckus (laughs) naked reading a poem. (laughs) This is amazing. Misty, why do you think some human beings uh, want totalitarianism? I can't get it. I don't under... And plus, we already know that the ones who support it the most are the first ones they take out and blow away by the brick wall because they know that those those are the, the truly crazy ones, though you know, so nobody wins with totalitarianism except for, you know, one guy at the top and then he even ends up blowing his brains out. So nobody wins. Why does anybody go for this?
2: I wish I knew the answer to this question. It's something that I'm not even joking. Keeps me up at night. I think about this all the time. I'm somebody who's a little bit obsessed with propaganda and the way it works on people. Um, and I study it all the time. I am constantly, like every news article I read, I'm looking for the spin. I'm looking for the narrative management. Like that's what I'm, and, and I just, I think that I, mean, I have to disagree with Adam a little bit. Cause listen, I'm an activist. I know a lot of activists who do a lot of drugs and they eat a lot of McDonald's um, and they're going from event to event. They don't sleep great. So I don't know if it's necessarily um, you know, a cleaner health healthier lifestyle. I know plenty of people who do not. I mean, I'm not a super like clean and healthy living person. I work out and I do all that stuff. But I mean, I'm not immune to some pizza or some cookies or something now and then or whatever. Um, So I don't know if it's that. I think that I think honestly, it's just it's um, I think people it's a it's a gullibility thing. And I think that some people are just naturally more gullible than others. Um, And I think that some people are just not capable of um, reading between the lines. I think that we're all just, I think we're all uh, as much as we're given the same stuff, brains and all of that, uh, you know, all of the same parts. Um, I think that on a chemical level and on a, on a functioning level, they work in different ways. It's why some people are good at math and some people are great at spelling. I think that there's just, there's something in there where some people are just incapable of reading between the lines. And I think a lot of those same people, it's difficult for them to, um, uh, you know, they, they're not good at recognizing sarcasm. They're not good at, you know, that kind of whole yeah. the, similar those similar they lines and so it. i think that i just have a really um a high, highly tuned bs detector and i think that that's uh that's really what it boils down to
1: you know what else it reminds me of easy rider with jack nicholson in that famous scene where he says uh to peter fonda in uh what's the in dennis hopper he's like they're not afraid of, of your long hair and your in your motorcycles they're afraid of your freedom and they go <laughs> nya, nya, nya. And I think that's what it is. I think there some people are allergic to a good time. They don't know how to have a good time. They don't know how to be free. They don't. No, like you just said they don't understand sarcasm they really don't have a sense of humor they feel left out of that celebration and so whenever they see others celebrating in that way they have this inner rage that bubbles up and so they're actually just like they want to shut that down by any means necessary and so when authoritarian figures come in and like go like hey stop having fun you can't dance it's footloose or you know wear a mask or whatever then they're like yeah finally somebody gets what I feel I really think it's that
2: yeah I'm sure there's a little bit of that I also think that there's been some studies done that uh, the higher educated a person is the more likely they are to fall for uh, those kinds of things and so there might be a little bit of like institutionalized higher education um, kind of priming people for uh, falling for propaganda for buying into propaganda. I, I, this is like a fascinating question to me. And I wish that, um, we could have like a really nuanced conversation, like in, in, uh, a, a more, a broader space, because I think it's, um, I think it's incredibly important to like the future of humanity, frankly. I mean, we got to figure out how to reach those people and how to get them to snap out of it because, um, uh, it, there's, it, there's so many of them. I mean, there really is just so many of them who would love nothing more. Than for somebody to come and tell them what to do every minute of every day, they they, they want uh, that kind of authoritarianism. Uh,
1: Ooh, it, that stuff drives me crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, the COVID thing could turn out to be our best friend in that, especially if it just becomes so obvious that the mRNA injections are the poison that they obviously are. But it becomes obvious to the mainstream. The mainstream can no longer hide it. Which it seems like there's rumblings of that. Hopefully, that breaks down people's trust in authoritarian-like figures because they'll hopefully remember the last time they trusted with, uh, uh, without reservation what happened to uh, their health. And, and so maybe that's a, a decent thing, not wishing bad health on anyone, by the way, but just, or what happened to somebody they know's health, let's put it that way. Anyway, let me take a quick break. We'll be right back after these words on TNT.
0: With his expert analysis and opinion,
5: this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Americans this week celebrated President's Day. Or did we? The answer, of course, is that we did not. We celebrated George Washington's birthday. And possibly, if you want to include Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, whose birthday, February 12th, was given up for Martin Luther King Day back in the 1980s. But we definitely did not celebrate Millard Fillmore and James Buchanan. We didn't celebrate Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton. And we most definitely did not celebrate Barack Obama and Stumblebum Joe. Why does this matter? Am I just being picayune and pedantic? No, it matters because words matter. George Orwell wrote, The slovenliness of our language makes it easier for us to have foolish thoughts. Put more colorfully, blurry words carry deplorable thinking the way that mosquitoes carry malaria. You should always question the dominant narrative, whether it's that standard time, going into daylight savings time as an artifact from our agrarian past when in actuality farmers argued against it when the progressives put it in 110 years ago, that the Republican Party and the Democrat Party flipped after the 1960s when that's demonstrably false, and even that red is the Republican color and blue is the Democrat color when again the opposite is true. In fact, the opposite is always true, what the dominant narrative seems to be. So question the words or else you've lost the argument before it's even begun. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's news talk, TNT.
1: Even the thought of dementia can feel scary. It's why we put off getting help, even though we've noticed changes in our thinking or memory. But an early diagnosis can change everything, giving you medical help and a support system around you to help you live better. Start with Dementia Australia's online checklist. Because the sooner you know, the more you can do.
0: Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast.
1: A.I. AI, it's an AI world, yeah, 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 AI, AI, it's an AI world, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I've been falling in love with AI Ruckus and Misty lately. Uh, I My friend told me, hey, get ChatGPT4+, plus. get the uh, updated version, you have to pay a little bit for it, but then you explore... GPTs and that's the apps and then you can get into what I've been doing is writing long form essays and then implementing them into image makers and saying make me an image based off of this and maybe I'll take an image from the piece and say and use this highlight this and it spits out some of the most magical stuff that can supplement your blog posts which you can uh, go check out at josepharthur.com shameless plug but um it's amazing i have to say i was resistant to it ruckus and i talked about it a bunch and we were like oh no ai it's an ai world this is bad but i have to say to supplement a, a creative act like making a blog for instance with some amazing visuals um it has a lot of benefits to it and it feels like it's not taking away the humanity of what I'm trying to make which is an effective blog post but it's helping it and it's 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 almost feels like like some some kind of spiritual thing oddly enough what do you what do you think about AI Misty are you terrified of it or do you like it
2: no I'm terrified of it um I just feel like uh I would love to be excited about it because I feel like it is really um potentially amazing technology. Um, I think that 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 can be this, this, uh, you could say the same for pretty much any advancement in technology, Um, but in the hands of the wrong people, which it already is and will absolutely certainly be. um, uh, It's a terrifying prospect. The way that it's going to be used against us is already being used against us. The way that deep fakes are being used against us, the way that um, all of that stuff uh, that, uh, 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 you know, if in the wrong hands could be really detrimental to, humanity. <laughs> that stuff's already happening. We're already seeing it happening. And as the technology advances, so too will the evil that it brings. And so, I, again, I wish I could be excited about it. I think it's um, its fun. It's interesting. A lot of my friends have fun with it. They do a lot of artwork and all of that stuff. I've had friends make Assange stuff for me with AI. Um, great stuff. Uh, really visually appealing. It's its e- so much easier than trying to hire somebody to do it. It's taking away those jobs, obviously. But um, but yeah, I just think it's uh, in the wrong hands, and it is already in the wrong hands. It's, uh, it's a a little bit scary for sure
3: what do you think ruckus i think i have some bad news for you joseph you're 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 in love with ai but ai is not in love with you no. or me Uh-oh. or misty apparently uh it would appear that the ai is just a wee bit tad bit just a tiny weensy bit racist towards white people um so uh that scenario yeah, you just that? described yeah this this is not the chat gpt so to be fair this is actually google google you'd think a company like google i mean i know hardly anyone's ever heard of them i don't know what they do uh (laughs) i guess they've been around for a little little while but yeah you think they would get this right uh all things considered but they have a program called gemini i don't know if you've messed around with that one yet but that one joseph is uh, similar to that what you were describing with the cheap gpt plus whatever where you can use text prompts to ask it to image to generate an image and uh... for some interesting reason um, we're not sure why uh... but they put a pause on the program google said yeah we need to uh... hold off on this because uh, users were discovering that the google gemini program was literally refusing to generate images of white people uh... going so far as when it was asked can you create an image of a pope We would get, like, pictures that most certainly don't look like traditional images of Pope. That's fine. Uh, But when you were talking about historical figures, uh, like knights from medieval times, Nazi German soldiers, um, Vikings uh... the diversity was kind of off the chain um, is the only way i'm gonna put it because it's hard to describe without looking at it uh... most people are probably familiar with what happened but basically everyone blasted this program for being woke and blatantly racist uh... even elon musk you know elon musk is only good at one thing in my opinion and he is very good at it he's good at a troll uh... he, he <laughs> compiled <laughs> he compiled some images real-life images of justin trudeau being very bad in costumes that he should not be wearing, including blackface. And then Elon Musk posted it on X and said, Gemini, how dare you generate these images at Trudeau? And, you know, of course, they didn't because <laughs> those were real. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's clearly something broken with all of this AI. And see, in my own experience, I've been messing with AI inside of our Discord server that Alternate Current Radio has for our Boiler Room show. And uh, there's a chatbot in there, like a moderator AI... Not a chat bot, it's like a it's a it's a bot, right? we've had it in there for like three years now before AI was a thing. And unbeknownst to us and without our permission, the bot was integrated with AI, one of these chat GPT models. So now when we talk to our bot in the Discord, it's giving us these AI responses. And that thing, if you ask it like some really, you know, spicy questions like did Epstein kill itself or anything political It's really biased. It's beyond biased. I mean, it will, will like, praise every color of skin and race and religion except white. They'll they'll call you bad for even, like, liking white or the fact that you are white. It will tell you, hey, you should feel bad about being white. It's really crazy. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. So we have a problem with the AI. I don't think it's going to kill us just yet, but it's certainly racist.
1: I don't understand how the, this is just so bizarre. Like you guys talk about like things are ops or people are ops or psyops. This feels like that to me. This feels like mm-hmm. this is so ridiculous. This is like out of a comedy or something out of like some dumb like Leslie. Remember Leslie Nelson or yes. is that his name from Airplane? It feels yeah. like that kind of comedy situation. I've seen some of the images you're talking about. Like somebody said, and you, I don't know what's a troll or not, but. Yeah, give me a picture of Brad Pitt and it's a black Brad Pitt or whatever. Like, this doesn't even make sense. This is just ridiculous. This is literally ridiculous. Like, this, I don't understand it. (laughs) Like, is this real?
2: The whole race thing, in my opinion, and let's listen, I'm not diminishing the issue of race or the conversations that need to have uh, that we need to have surrounding race. But I think that the issue of race, just like every other issue that's emotionally driven, abortion, women's rights, uh, the the LGBTQ issues, all of that stuff, anything that's emotionally charged has been co-opted and co-opted and weaponized against us. um, And they're using it to create division. And I think that this is probably um, a little tool in that. I mean, for example, my friend Chrissy Mayer, who is a beautiful redheaded comedian. Uh, uh, She retweeted the redheaded libertarian, Josie, um, who (laughs) tweeted out a picture of her search for a ginger person. And it is uh, black people with freckles and red hair. And it just makes no sense. Right. And it feels like such an obvious it feels so over the top that, it, it to me, it feels like it has to be intentional. It has to be that they're using this uh, to create further divides and to get people riled up over this issue because they know that they can. Uh, and uh, I think that they've been stoking those fires for a while.
1: It has the opposite effect, though. It's so ridiculous that it, it's like, it's like the whole thing of like, um you know drag shows for children or something when it goes so far or like even like you know sex changes for children it's just too far and people ultimately uh fight back and resist against it because it's just bonkers you know what i mean it's like and it exposes it exposes the sort of um you know, the the agenda, I guess, and and the agenda to divide. It's so over the top that it's right there in front of your face and it would be hard for anyone not to notice at that point. Like, hey, wait a minute, this is bizarre now. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I I think honestly they're they're desperate though, I think, really. (laughs) It works
1: against their agenda though. It's like, actually, it's so bizarre, uh, huh? I think maybe. it does. Maybe, I think maybe, maybe it, not it,
2: in the long term. I think it will. But I think currently. Right. I mean, if you just go look online, people are fighting about it. There are legitimate fights taking place. People are, um, you know, you know, upset about it. Um, and uh, so they're focused on this rather than focused on things that are legit but, and that are actually people- impacting your life.
1: Yeah, but is anyone saying, hey, it's good that you shouldn't ever see an image of a white person, that everyone, even like Brad Pitt, should be remade as a black person? I mean, like, who would be like, that's a good thing? Like, I just, it just seems so bizarre.
3: There, there, there it's is beyond one other racism at that point. It's, like, ridiculous. There's anyway. another theory. I could give you a black pill on this one. But Do I it. didn't want to. That's what you're paying for. here; and Do She's it. already afraid of AI. Um, what if this <laughs> is evidence that the AI is finally it's working? It's actually working. Because the the artificial our intelligence language models study us, study our language, study our behavior. What if the AI just learned how to troll? And what if the AI is trolling that's us? That's what it
1: feels like. That's what I think it because, is, because, dude. Yeah, Because that, there's no like, reason. Because like, I know, it's that's over the it, top. Exactly, it's, it's too far. It's like, are you kidding? Like. Does it a black so person ridiculous. really see Brad Pitt as black and go like, hey, good, at least I'm being represented? I mean, I can't imagine, like far be it for me to speak for a black person, but I would imagine they would see that and think, hey, that's kind of ridiculous. That's weird. Like, I don't know it's any really human. It's offensive. That- Yeah, it's offensive across the board. It's not like, yeah, good. I'm I'm not looking at black
2: Brad Pitt and thinking, oh, I feel represented. I'm thinking, hey, there's plenty of really attractive black men. Can we just show them instead? You know what I mean? Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, anyway. But I will say, uh, you know, AI definitely, in terms of artistic expression... Particularly for to supplement uh, on a visual level, I think writing is is uh, is the biggest crucial thing we all should be focusing on and on some level is writing and communication because ideas and concepts. I don't think AI is going to be able to beat humanity in ideas and concepts. Maybe I think like those things have to because I see people who put um, you know who mess with AI art and they don't have good inputs or good concepts. And that AI art is boring. But if you have interesting concepts or interesting imagery coming from your human soul that you can then feed into the AI machine, that gets pretty interesting at that point. But then it becomes like, what is art because art is conceptual at the end of the day. Right?
2: Yeah. It just feels like a very, um, Again, I I wish I could be just genuinely excited about it because it is an exciting advancement in technology. And I do think it could serve a lot of really amazing purposes, but it's just in it's in terrible hands (laughs) and it's going to be used for nefarious purposes uh, and it's going to be weaponized against the people. There's no question about it. It already is. If we're being honest, it already is.
1: How long until there's AI broadcasters? How long until uh, our that our long. jobs are under some threat here uh, on TNT? Long. I mean, you know, could they get AI broadcasters? Or do they need humans, our fallible, funny, weird natures and quirks? I think they need us. Let's hope. <laughs> <I don't
3: laughs> right?
2: <know. laughs> what do you yeah, think, we can Ruckus? Hope.
3: Are you AI, Ruckus? I've met you in the I, flesh. I, well, okay, there's, there's, of course, there's always that, which is a popular theme explored in science fiction movies, is would we even know if we weren't human, you know what I mean? Okay. If we're just a copy, if we're emulating. So it's not whether or not you know, uh, do you, you guys don't know whether I'm real or not. I don't even know if I'm real or not. So uh, that's always comforting. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, AI. Uh, well, I'm, I'm on a, an only ultimate spiritual level. About
1: Yeah, on an ultimate spiritual level, we are illusions, because what we identify with as our ego self, our egoic self, that's like if you listen to those non-dualistic gurus or Eckhart Tolle, um, you know, we're just consciousness itself, the the thing we think we are, the ego self with the name and thoughts and feelings and all that, that's just all a dream. But really what we, we are is the buzz of eternal consciousness that yeah. that springs out of
2: has a great bit about this
1: right Bill Hicks aka it's
2: on, Alex it's Jones at the, yeah it's at the front of see, 46 and two tool it's did screen. you see
3: Alex Jones by the way I'm sorry, he third eye. addressed he addressed yeah. that Bill Hicks thing it was it was actually pretty good I'll give him credit Alex Jones put yeah. out a video and he's, he's all serious he's all and he's like he's getting emotional like he's got something very serious to say and then he he addresses the fact that he's really Bill Hicks. And I was like, oh, my God, are you <laughs> kidding me? After how many years? And he finally did it. So kudos for Alex on that one. That's funny.
1: <laughs> Love it. That's pretty funny. All right. So what's next, Misty? So so uh, you're working on the Julian Assange thing. You asked me about some kind of musical contribution. What do you want to talk about that? What are they doing in terms of music and trying to free up Julian?
2: so um, they want to get they're doing a concerts for Assange series it's been going on for I don't know a few weeks several weeks I don't know Um, I don't remember how many weeks it's been now Uh, but it's every Sunday at 3pm Eastern they're having different artists musicians poets whatever come on um, and perform some songs like 20 minutes of material or whatever in support of Julian Assange to raise awareness um, and just try to pull in another demographic so um, if anybody out there um, I've approached Joseph and asked if he would like to participate in that obviously he's a fantastic musician Um, so Uh, if if anybody listening is part of a band or is a singer songwriter and you would like to participate, or if you know somebody who's in a band or is a singer songwriter who would like to participate, um, who is in support of Julian Assange, they can reach out to Assange defense um, uh, and, and, and see uh, how to get a a spot on that. Um, My friend Jesse Jett has a episode coming up on Sunday, March 3rd. So that's just one. It's just another way that they're trying to uh, just get attention. It's just another um, uh, organizing effort that they're doing to try to raise awareness, get attention, and show support for Assange, especially right now, obviously.
1: And where is it right now? Does it look like he's going to be freed up, or do you have any idea?
2: So, my My personal opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, I'm not a legal expert, I'm not a member of the Assange defense team, I don't have any insider information, but frankly, I don't think that the United States genuinely wants to have him extradited to the United States, at least not right now, in the middle of an election year. That's a really bad look for both teams. For Trump, obviously it's bad because he's the guy that arrested him spied on him, all of that stuff. For Biden, it's bad because he's obviously continuing that persecution um, uh, and, you know, destroying the First Amendment. So it's bad for both teams. I don't think they want to bring him here. So I think what's almost certain to happen in my opinion again um is that this request for appeal that they just had the two hearings on this past week which by the way thank you to tnt for covering that um everybody should go back and watch tnt's coverage of the two days of hearings it was fantastic um uh but the uh they i think will almost certainly happen is they will drag that decision out for as long as they can the last decision um on the appeal took nine months eight or nine months to come out with um so it's likely that we will see a a fairly significant
1: all right, gotta F- go. Thanks, Misty I'm Winston. Thanks,
2: thanks, Ruckus. Thanks
1: God bless you guys. See you soon. Keep listening to TNT. We'll be right back.